Welcome, 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 welcome to Angels in Recovery. My name is Angela. My name is Carrie. Welcome to our podcast. Again, we are still learning this, so bear with us as we go through this. But I want to read a quick disclaimer, guys. This podcast represents the opinions of Angela and Carrie and their guests to the show. The content here should not be taken as any advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult a professional for any medical or legal questions. No guarantees, disclaimers, states that a business makes no promises regarding the outcome of using its advice. Not professional advice if if you need specific advice. Please seek a professional who is licensed in that area. Views and opinions expressed on this podcast are our own and do not represent that of the recovery path. This podcast should not be used as any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing the standard of care in a legal sense of the bias for expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statement or opinion made in this podcast. Thanks for listening to my uh, disclaimer, guys. (laughs) So, Carrie, what are we going to talk about today? Our topic is how we can um, help newcomers understand that um, getting what we lost from our youth back can, is not always automatically and also to not let people rent space in our head without uh, paying rent. There we go. Um, so, we, so you mean to tell me that when I get clean, I'm supposed to have a house? I'm supposed to get my kids back instantly, right? I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to have money in my pocket. I'm supposed to have a driver's license. I'm supposed to have the high-paying job. You mean to tell me because I'm clean, that doesn't happen right away? Nope. What happened with you? Well, about four months ago, I paid off some fines and my suspension of my license. And oh, you got a suspended license. Yes, because I was under the influence and I got a ticket for no inspection and um, failure to stay in my own lane. Oh, dear God. Yeah. And I couldn't pay the fines right away, so I had to wait and so anyways i about two three months ago when the last stimulus came in i paid off the suspension and my fines nice and yesterday i had a appointment at the um dmv and Uh i got my license that means when you get in your car, you're not worried about the person behind you. And if you're going over the speed limit, but a little bit, you're not sitting there sweating bullets being like, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> nope. How does that, that has to be so free. I feel 
like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders because it's been four years. So it took you four years to get this all situated. Yep. Oh, uh oh. So you look at that. You t you took your time. You paid off what you could when you could, and here you are. You got your license back. That is amazing. I I'm so proud of you. I really am. That has to be the best feeling in the world, knowing that you get behind the, the steering wheel and you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about the white car behind you. At night, you're looking at, does it have that little, you know, blue and red lights on top of it? You don't have to worry about any of that. And it's now it's so hard because they have the blue and light red lights in the uh, windshield now. Oh, Not yeah. on top. You can't tell them any. They're all. They all seem to be undercover now. It's, it's, it's amazing. Their technology has caught up with us. <laughs> well, what happened to you recently? Me recently. Um. About somebody assuming. Oh. Okay. So yes. This was a, this is a very big thing for me. It's I'm clean, I'm sober, and somebody, whether it's a loved one, a friend, um, an acquaintance, accusing you of being under the influence, and then you sit there and second guess yourself. Yo, what am I doing wrong? What 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 did I do? And then you want to prove that you're not. And you go through, you jump through hoops and you do this and you do that. And I got on the phone with my sponsor and I was stressing out to the max because it's like you want to rip that label off you. And you're like, I'm not that person anymore. And my sponsor simmered me down and said, who are you trying to impress? Who are you trying to please? Who are you trying to prove that you're not? Who are you doing it for? Are you doing it for you or are you doing it for other people? And she goes, when you turn around and assume, spell it out. It says A-S-S-U-M-E. Now, break that into words. When you assume, it makes an ass out of you and me. So that's, that is the worst feeling in the world when you are straight and somebody accuses you of being under the influence or high or zooted or whatever label that they use it's the worst feeling in the world but you know what at the end of the night when you put your head down on the pillow who's putting their head down you are so it doesn't matter what other people think and other people say that takes so much effort on your part to under to uh, for me for me to understand that my sponsor said that all the time. Mm -hmm. She said, what other people think and what other people say about you is none of your business. Because you know what? It's not, it's not what you think. It's not what you feel. It doesn't matter. So what they think, that's on them. Let that be their bag to carry. You don't have to carry it. And, you know, you sit there and stress and, you know, you, you know maybe you go out and do something different. And, you know, you make yourself look even more guilty if, you know, even if you aren't and you're trying to prove it, there's no need to prove anything but to yourself. 
and you have to love yourself. That's something that we in recovery, I believe every single one of us, we have a very hard time loving ourselves. I, I, I push myself every single day to stand in front of the mirror and say, I'm worth it today. Today, I am worth it. Today, I am worth going through the whole day without putting anything in me and without having to, you know, numb anything. And I work through anything that goes my way. And I just, you got to take it little at a time. Carrie, I see you over there. Talk to me, baby. <laughs> well, you know I struggle with uh, self, you know, self-love and self-care. Um, you know, I was, even before you starting to use, I was raised as a tomboy, so, you know, I was more the masculine, you know, no... You cover everything up, you you don't wear makeup, you don't do your hair, you know. And recently I've been trying to start doing my makeup and right. wearing jewelry and wearing skirts and wearing v-necks and doing little different things and... You know, I was bullied when I was in school, so it's like I'm always worried about what everybody else was is thinking or saying about me, and I keep having to remind myself of the don't let them run space in your head because they don't belong there. Um, so I've been doing more self-love care and stuff and recently yesterday i got a phone call from one of my church members that i haven't seen in eh, about a couple well since march when the shutdown went with um but she calls and checks on me and everything she's an older lady you know and she was saying that she was talking to another one of my ch uh, church members on a walk. And they were talking about how inspirational I was to them. Oh my goodness. Because of all the struggles that I've gone through and have overcome within the four years that I've, you know, really worked my program and everything um she she's in her 70s and she's looking up to me yes yes that's it, it's the one thing that i remember a lot of people saying to me in early recovery that really pushed me and helped me was what you're thinking what you're feeling and what you're going through is normal. It's normal. Did anybody ever tell you that before while you were using, you know, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, it is normal. It's, you know, you're processing things, you're feeling things, you're going through things. It is okay to have a breakdown. It's okay to cry. It's okay to turn around and put up boundaries and say, I'm not talking about that now. Or 
you're not going to say that to me. You know, it's okay to say these things. We as recovering addicts, we need to constantly remind ourselves that, you know, we're worth it. And when somebody comes at us and says something that we don't agree upon, okay, let listen, let's agree just to, to disagree, you know, and self-care is so important. My sponsor constantly pushed me. She said, I was a tomboy too, big, huge tomboy. I wore track suits constantly. I was, you know, I was the big girl, you know, don't mess with me. I you know, fixed cars, I did this, you know, I got my hands dirty. Oh, you know, yeah. And so I understood, I understand what you say, where you struggle with, you know, putting your makeup on or putting on a nice blouse. But I found if you turn around and you do something like you put your makeup on, people pick up on it. They'll say, wow, I like your eyeshadow today. Or, wow, I like your lipstick. Or, I like your blouse. Or, I like your pants. People pick up on these things. So my sponsor said to me, make the in, the outside. Match the inside. <laughs> Everybody is beautiful. Everybody. You have to keep saying, I am beautiful. I am handsome. I am worth this. And you know what? You are beautiful. You are handsome. You are worth it. So make your outside match your inside and just take five minutes. Just put a little bit of something on, put a, you know, a little fanciness on a blouse or a nice button down shirt. You're, it makes you feel better. You know, also clean up your surrounding. I find when your surroundings are neat and tidy, it just makes everything feel better mm -hmm. like I know when I come in if my bed isn't made I find I just go bullet like I'm like oh but I find if I take five minutes to make the bed it just makes things feel better so it's kind of like making the bed putting on your makeup it's kind of like making your bed when you put gel in your hair and spike it you know it's putting it's making the bed by putting some cologne on for the men you know maybe you know, cleaning up your beard or your mustache or your goatee, you know, taking 10, 15 minutes out of the day to do a little self-care. It really does. It changes your whole, whole attitude. It changes everything. Yeah, because like today, you know, it, 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 the listeners don't know this, but, you know, I'm in the process of moving. You know, wow. packing things up and, you know, getting this organized and that organized and selling things and adding things, you know, all this and that. That today I just put a, a tank top on, a sports bra and shorts. That's it. You know, you yeah, I took a nice bath to feel go. good. But I had to get, I know I have to get this done because in two weeks we're leaving. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I try to do a little bit each day. Right. So and, you know, I try not to overdo myself because I do have a, a, a injury on my shoulder. I have, you know, health issues. 
But back to the topic of, you know, how, um, if anybody asked or told me that this is normal in my process, um, yes, when I started in recovery, I finally got into with my counselor and we did, um, life after trauma book. Okay. And it show mm-hmm. yep. it shows how to um self-care, self you know, thing and also be able to process the issues yep. properly and so that they don't affect you continuously and right, re right. re you know go over right um but it's just so different to uh, you know look back at that right you know cuz you've got 5 years I've got three years, three months, and 12 days clean, and it looks like a, a, you know, a big, you know, miles away. Right. But it's not. Right. Do you remember when you can get three minutes? Do you remember how, do you remember how hard it was to get three minutes when you're, um, um, drug dealer said, I'm, I'm, I'm 10 minutes away. And you were in the, the, the grip of it. And you're sitting there and you're aching from head to toe and you're sweating and your stomachs, but that phone rings and that's your dealer. What do you do? You popped up, right? Mm-hmm. That ease, you're literally dancing out to that call. <laughs> it's amazing how your mind can really it really could. It really can. And if you're struggling, you know, just really when you're getting that urge or you're getting that craving, just remember that time when you were sitting there in bed waiting for your drug or you're sitting in that chair or you're sitting in the car, you're waiting for that drug dealer to call you and you're sick as a dog. But the second that that phone rang and you saw and you knew they were right around the corner, isn't it a miracle? You felt better, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, it's a, you, your mind, you have to take care of your mind and you have to utilize it. What are some things that you do to, um, decompress or handle some stressor situations? Not so much triggers, stressors. Well, um, I'll, well, now that the weather's getting nicer, um, I I go out and just sit in the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, I reach out to my support system. That is the main thing I do. Is if I I have a circle, a very close knit circle of certain people that I know I can rely on. Right. 
And if I can't get one, then I go move down the line. But still, I get a hold of right. somebody. And right. I try to talk to them. And I'm like, you know, you know, this is how I see it. But I try to listen to their view on it from an outsider's and try to, you know, get through it. Um, I do, uh, you know, why do we fall motivation? Oh, that is, uh, that I, I, we got to figure out a way to link that to the, these chats, uh, these podcasts. Yeah. Um, also, um, Mind Shift. Oh, that's another good one. Um, I've been listening to those two videos for five years, and I found that when I got too busy and I didn't watch them, my day just did not seem to go as smoothly. And it was because I didn't set myself up, you know, and I do believe those two videos, it's about 12 minutes long. When I didn't watch those videos, I noticed I did have issues during the day. And it is it very, it's very, not only taking care of our bodies as in, you know, making ourselves look nice and presentable, it's also taking care of our mind. I love to listen to music. Um, in early recovery, when I was dealing with CPS and I was dealing with uh, the courts and I was dealing with, uh, you know, living arrangements and stuff like that, where, you know, my kids were taken away from me and I couldn't sleep in the house. I could be with them all day but I couldn't sleep in it. So like that bothered me. So what I did was I went out, bought myself a good pair of headphones, earbuds. And I found when I was getting overwhelmed, I would pop those earbuds in and I would listen to my favorite song, whatever it was during, you know, whatever genre it was, it could have been uh, what, you know, um, uh, a country music. It could have been uh, hip hop. It could have been R&B, whatever I was really into or that was really like really popular on the radio, I'd pop my headphones in and I'd listen to it. It takes about seven minutes for a craving. It's proven. It's scientifically proven. It takes seven minutes for a craving to release. So if you can keep your mind off that, uh, you know, that thought for seven minutes, it's much easier to overcome. So what I would do was look for songs that were about eight minutes long. So I gave myself a minute to decompress. Um, so I popped it. My kids actually got so accustomed to seeing if mommy had those headphones in, they knew. Give mommy a few minutes. She's getting herself calmed and centered. I called it centering myself. And, you know, even the little guy at, you know, five years old, he knew. When mommy had her headphones in, you got to give her a minute. And, you know, sure enough, when it's very hard to have wandering thoughts when your favorite song is blasting in your head. So that's one of my tools that I use, and I still use that to today. You know, I'll go in the car, and I'll put that on. You know, but back then, I didn't have a license, so I had to pop my earbuds in. So, you know, even going for a drive, that's very therapeutic. I find going to the beach and sitting by the water, watching the waves come in, and them going out, listening to it. Also, like really connecting, watching the waves come in and imagining that's my anger, my disappointment, my craving, whatever emotion I was feeling, I would let it well up 
And as the wave went out, I would like literally picture it pulling this black cloud from my feet, pull it out to the sea and it's gone. And I found that worked for me. Any other things that you did to? I'm just uh, getting into meditation, uh, mm -hmm. but I do, you know, taking a walk, you know, mm -hmm. just take a walk, um, you know, music, um, I, 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 what helps me is Christian music, you know, that's my preference, that's, that's fine. not everybody is, you know, um, coloring, um, you know, I, I just learned to try to, Not, I don't want to say meditate, I don't want to say center, but I want, I'm trying to get everything aligned. Okay. Like the chakras? Yeah. Um, okay. You know, I, 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 you know, a black stone, if you carry a, a, a black stone or a black marble or a black crystal, mm -hmm. that helps pull negative away energies away now if you have a clear crystal on top of it with it in the mm -hmm. same hand pocket whatever that amplifies the odd odd black the uh, black but it also emphasizes your spiral uh, spiral your aura. That's it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, some people are, um, some aren't, but I know between me and Angel, we were both born with vats, which means we're impasse. We can feel everything and everybody. Right. emotions mm -hmm. and that affects our well-beings too if sure. we don't know how to channel it and that's why it's good to have these crystals or um stones with you right right that that's you know i've i've never got into that but i've heard that doesn't mean I, I would definitely try it. I mean, it's worth a try. What's it going to do? You're holding something and, you know, you're focusing on it. You know, that's all you need to do is just get your mind off it because we have the ability to turn around and take something that's so tiny where it's just like, you know, you're thinking about it. You're like, well, maybe I'll try to, I got to have it. I'm going to get it. I got it. You know, it just, um, it just amplifies. So to, to, just change you know put something in your hand put it in your pocket another thing did you ever do this you ever have a um you know an argument and you you sit there and you say i should have said this you'd be in the shower and you had an argument and you know you have you have like those imaginary conversations <laughs> where you sit there and you told the person off you know why not do that all the time? Just turn around and be like, you know, you're, 
maybe you, you, somebody, you know, has, you know, you, you, you want to tell somebody something, but you can't because you know it's going to start a fight. So you know what you can do when you're alone? Just sit there and pretend to have a conversation. You're by yourself. Everyone's going to think, if, if somebody walks in, they're going to think you're crazy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> they won't think you're crazy unless you're answering yourself. Right, but, you know, you never sit there and have that conversation where it's like, you know, uh, you know, I should have said this, you know, and it, and you didn't. Well, you know what? Re rehab that conversation, you know, by yourself and say it, get it out. That's another thing. We hold everything in. I, I don't do that. I do the journaling. I'll journal yes. it. I'll journal it. I'll be like, and everything. But also, I'm, and you, I know you probably feel the same way, but I'm not going to speak about other viewers. Is right. as mothers, we're fixers. Yeah. yeah. We're always trying to fix things and diffuse things and everything. That when we are having issues in an inner conflict and we can't fix it, right. we feel like a failure. Right. Of course. And what does that do? Failure leads to anger, which leads to wanting to numb, which leads to wanting to forget. But if you turn around and you fix it, it's done. You got it. It's all gone. No problem. Mm -hmm. I do that. I do that conversation thing all the time. I will find myself like, you know, they say in the beginning, they 30 meetings in 30 days. And that's so that you get into a habit of hitting meetings. I'm sitting there saying to my sponsor, I'm like, I had 30 meetings in my head already. And in 30 minutes, you know, like I sat there and I've had to, you know, the, the speaker up there and they're speaking and it's like well wait a second you said this last week and you know but I, I, I always done that I've always done that and I found when I allowed myself just to let it go and you know have that imaginary conversation where you had that fight with your mother or you had that fight with your kid or oh Sorry to cut you off, but no, you're throwing it off of your about mother. This past Mother's Day was yes. I the uh, Saturday before Mother's Day, I was really down on myself. Um, I was very depressed. I was crying. I was hurting and I couldn't fix myself right there we go and that's okay I that's couldn't fix myself because I would I'm the youngest of in my family right my mom you know she was a, a woman that you know was a workaholic but you know she talked behind people's back. She would oh. go and say something to my sister about me and then me to, uh, to my sister. Mm -hmm. And um, last time we, uh, she got sick, cancer, yeah. and it was aggressive. 
And it was because she didn't take care of herself properly, but here nor there, you know, you can't really, you know, um, and I was her caregiver. And I sat there and watched her deteriorate from being a very strong, proud woman and a workaholic to somebody that had to rely on her youngest daughter to take care of her. And she has, and ever since she passed away four years yeah. ago, well, it's going to be four years, the 20th of this month, mm -hmm. Um, she, about three weeks before she passed away, goes, I, I'm sorry, I'm your burden. And I couldn't come out with it right. I, 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 I just looked at her and I go, you're not my burden. Right. But I don't really think she understood what I meant. Oh, right. And, you know, I feel that I didn't get to say everything I wanted to say the night she passed in the hospital and I was laying in bed with next to her. Okay. I sat there and lied to my mother and said I was going to be okay. Right. Mm -hmm. You got it, girl. You got it. And, you know, I've learned right. that She's always with me. Yeah, I miss her. I miss my dad. You know, both of them are gone. Right. And that's part of my issue that I'm still dealing with is I feel like I'm an orphan. Because I don't have my parents. Right. And... I can't rely on my older sister because she's not, she's an active user. Oh boy. And I had to put boundaries up because she blamed me for my mom's death and her not spending enough time. And I'm like, you know, you had your own car, you had your boyfriend, you could have gotten to the... Sure. But, you know, it was always Carrie's fault, you know. But I got to blame you because I can't take it on myself because I, I didn't do anything wrong. You kept her from me. Mm -hmm. That mentality. Yep. Keep going. Keep going. But, you know, this past mother, or, you know, Saturday, I expressed my feelings to my husband yeah um i i told him you know i can't fix this i can't fix me mm -hmm. and i just need to get it out mm -hmm. and talk about it and right. so i finally got it out that 
the next day on Mother's Day. I was able to celebrate Mother's Day with my daughter. Right. Daughters. Right. With no, you know, without breaking down. And that's what I needed to do. I just needed to process it. Great. So you, 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 what you wound up doing was, again, you didn't internalize it. You just sometimes just saying the words out loud, it releases that grip on you. It may not be all the way. It may not oh, like an instantaneous, like, poof, it's gone. You know, sometimes just saying, you know what, what, what I wanted to say or what, what I'm feeling. We have a very hard time. I feel I'm going to keep it on me. I have a very hard time expressing myself and I'll just be like, it's okay. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. You know, I don't want to burden anybody, but you know what, by you sharing your story with your husband, I'm sure it helped him in some way because he felt like he was helping you. And the two of you were working together. So when what, that's what meetings are for. When you go there and you share about something that's bothering you, you're releasing it out into there and you're open for suggestions or maybe, you know, um, an idea of how to handle or navigate through those feelings. Um, I, I found forgiveness is a huge thing I had such um, I'm not going to say family I had such anger and animosity towards one family member and that was like a main reason I don't want to blame that person but it was a main reason of my use and I found my counselor said do you think that person is in their house sniffing heroin to numb themselves at basically killing themselves because you never know what's in it um, do you think that person is doing that to themselves? They're never going to say sorry. You're never going to get that sorry. So why don't you turn around and just forgive them? Just forgive them. And I found when I really honestly, and I prayed to my higher power, I asked for the ability to forgive. And when I got that, I'm telling it felt like a Mack truck was lifted off my shoulders. And from that day forward, everything seemed to be a little bit better. My relationship with everything, with work, with school, with the kids, with my family, everything seemed to just get a little bit better. And it's because I let it go. And that's another thing. We feel so guilty and it was our fault and, we, we spent all that money and we did this and we did, doesn't matter. You're starting from now and you're trying to make it better. You mm -hmm. say sorry once, you say sorry once and how you show you're sorry is you don't do it again. Yeah. And if you do, you just pick yourself up, dust yourself off and you just keep going forward. Just keep going forward. You don't look back. That's why. In a car, the windshield is so much bigger than the rear view mirror because what's in front of you is so much more important than what's behind you. Mm -hmm. Well, we have um, some 
hotlines for you guys. We have hotlines and the uh, disclosure. Um, but also, we would love for you guys to put your input in. Message the podcast and give us some ideas of different topics you would like us to cover. Or if you'd like to be a guest, let us know so that we can have you on and let's get this going, guys. I know we're so new and we're kind of like, we're, we're a little bumpy, but we're going to get it smooth. We're going to get it. Okay, guys. Listen. We live in the country. We, we, we have bumpy roads. <laughs> there we go. I'm a city girl. <laughs> no, you're not. You go to the gun range that's got bumpy roads. Yeah, we do, we do, we do. Okay, guys, if you're in if you're in need of talking to somebody and you need to reach out, we have the suicide hotline. If you're thinking about hurting yourself or somebody else, please don't. There's that's not the answer. Give give this number a call. It's one eight hundred two seven three. 8255. Again, this is a suicide hotline. It's 1-800-273-8255. If you guys need some help with NA and you want to talk to some, another recovering addict or you want to find a meeting, this NA hotline is a plethora of, of, of guidance and um, of resources. The number is 1-855-559- 0314. Again, that's 1-855-559-0314. And then we have the AA hotline. This is if you need to talk to somebody, a fellow uh, recovering addict who is an alcoholic. Here's the number for you. It's 1-866-797-4268. Again, that's 1-866-797-4268. 4268. And we have our disclaimer. This podcast represents the opinions of Angela and Carrie and their guests. We don't have one, but we will. The content here should not be taken in any as any advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because each person is unique, please consult a professional for any medical or legal advice. No guarantees, disclaims state that the business makes no promises regarding the outcome of using its advice, not professional advice. If you need specific advice, please seek a professional who is licensed in that area. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are ours and ours alone and do not represent the recovery path whatsoever including but not limited to the established care established of standard of care in legal sense or as advice for expert witness testimony no guarantees given regarding the accuracy of any statement or opinion made in this podcast (laughs) Carrie you have anything you want to wrap up with Nope, that just that we're gonna get back on track and a post on Saturdays at eleven. Yeah, I apologize. We are moms. We have lives. It, it, it happens, but we want to know. We want to know if you have any suggestions 
on topics that would be great. And one thing I want to wrap it up with, guys, if you're struggling, you're not alone. Okay? You may feel that way. You may be hurting. You may be aching from head to toe. But just keep pushing forward. Just keep going. It's going to get easier. Things are going to fall into place. It will. You just got to have a little bit of patience. It may take years. It may take minutes. It may take seconds. Okay? So just hang on. The better things are coming. Picking up, using, it's not the answer. It's never going to be the answer. It only adds to the problem. And I want you to know that we care about everybody and we love you. We're just sending out love. And we're sending out peace. And we're sending out, you know, anything, uh, just positive vibes to you guys. And we're giving you virtual hugs and we're sending our love to you. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye.